Live again on a dose of positivity, and I am so glad you are all here live. And I want to welcome anybody who's listening to the replay or anybody who's live or on restream right now. Uh, all of you stewards of the land, humanitarians, and solutionists, welcome to another exciting episode of a dose of positivity. Whereas you know, I have the great privilege and the honor to interview passionate change makers, thought leaders, social and environmental innovators, and wellness professionals. And if you are looking to boost your attitude and your energy and rise up, you are in the right place because today our show is about overcoming adversity and kryptonite to superpower turning it around and my special guest today is Catherine Stevens and before we get started I just wanted to remind you everybody's going to have the opportunity to ask questions live just um in or if you're shy just put your questions or any comments or feedback in the chat and we will definitely get to it and um again in the replay we will do the same and as you know as we're waiting for more people to come in I usually read from one of my books and today i'm just going to read a very short paragraph that'll get you um to how are we talking about superpowers and kryptonite and kryptonite to superpowers and then also moving into marketing because marketing is a superpower and marketing whether you're a retailer or you're doing a business online or whether you're trying to get your children to do something there is a strategy that works. And that is what we're going to be talking about on so many levels today with Catherine. So I just want to give you my twist on marketing and why it is so important in your family dynamics, in your work dynamics, and even in your relationships uh, with your spouses. So this is uh, in Marketing 101 in a chapter called Fruiting in my book. So the rest of the money I used to develop a marketing plan, and as most of you know, I'm a business person, right? So this is when I was going with my national company, Alaska, and I talked about how I got this loan for uh, $200,000 to um, escalate this um, company that I had created that I went national with in 1992. The rest of the money that I got from the bank was used to develop a marketing plan and to run the company. I learned from running my businesses and helping others with theirs that 80% of business success is attributed to marketing and collaboration. The word marketing for me translated into one thing, education. It is the creative process that ignited my passion for business. So, and if many of you uh, on here, I know you're, you, you, you probably know me, but um, for those of you who don't, I have had several eco green companies and very successful allowing me to retire fairly early and um, my motto is why retire when I can inspire but. Education is what I was doing through all of my businesses, and you can say it was marketing and I was a social and environmental activist. 
and I used my business like a, like I was laundering drugs, you know, like the mafia in the laundry room. My businesses were strictly when what kept me going and so passionate about that is I was educating people about food for people and the planet. I was educating about social and environmental justice issues through one bite at a time, we can make a difference. And actually Kat Haber's in the house and I had the privilege to do a TEDx talk with her called One Bite at a Time, which um, we'll put the link in the chat and you can listen to that TEDx talk. So without further ado, I am super excited about the topic today because if you haven't noticed this incredible human, Catherine Stevens, who's in the house, who's going to be our, our speaker, who is brilliant and articulate and will answer your questions, she is going to be talking about overcoming adversity and how to turn kryptonite into a superpower. Okay, so um, here, here's the thing. When you look at Catherine, she's got these glasses on and she's not in a, in a sunbat tanning a salon. Um, she's going to be talking about that as soon as I do the introduction, and she's going to explain to you that well, these glasses are part of her superpower. But Catherine is a 25 year digital marketing and content uh, expert. She's a strategist uh, with a networking web. Catherine is also a 10 year LinkedIn trainer, and she is the host of Tell Us OPTIK TV's Problem Solved. Catherine leads people to focus on a marketing jumpstart, then a strong system, then to effectively scale because social media likes, they don't pay your bills. Gosh, do I know that, Catherine. She is also a screenwriter in her spare time, and I'm going to convince her to be a screenwriter and write my Living Like the Future Matters screen book. Okay, Catherine? She discovered, she discovered how to move her severe dyslexia from kryptonite to a superpower, and six months ago had to cope and thrive coming back from a vision injury. And you will get to know way more about her during this interview and also all the links on how to get a hold of Catherine will be in here. And Catherine, welcome, welcome, welcome to A Dose of Positivity. I am so grateful that you are here, honey. Thank you so much, Donna. And thank you for being the inspiration for so many people to have a better life. <laughs> thank you so much for that. Well, listen, honey, first, let's share a little bit of history about you, um, what you did before you were a marketing expert, just didn't give us a, a like a five, 10 minute scenario, and how you um, got to where you are and, and where you are also with your health, too. I would love people to understand the glasses first and foremost, so they're comfortable. Right. Um, well, first of all, imagine doing what you do. 14, 16 hour days, and then discovering you can't do that anymore, can't be on screens anymore. That's where things are now, but it wasn't the first time um, I've had to do that. So I've actually started out in marketing before, um, before online marketing was a thing, because my dad had an online, uh, sorry, he had a old school traditional marketing company. And, you know, when I was very little, I worked for him and then discovered this thing called minimum wage. And <laughs> I actually got paid for marketing. 
uh, in my teens, which was which was great. So I have a little bit of old school, and uh, I've been I've been following the internet since it was the free net. So I've seen all the change. I love writing at the beginning of the wave because watching all the changes that happen is just amazing. And when you look back at some old videos and you see the differences, just two years today can hmm. be the completely different of what was 10, 15 years um, at a time. It's so exciting. But um, let's go back to, to school days and discovering dyslexia. Because, you know what, my first true diversity was discovering I wasn't stupid as my teachers like to call me. Uh, I was at an all French Catholic school at the time in Montreal, and it was learning disabilities didn't occur. My dad found out, I, my parents, I should say, found out I was not just dyslexic, but severely dyslexic. Mm -hmm. Well, I got pulled out of that school system because they didn't believe in learning disabilities. I got put into another system. And every day when I found I was just not having a good time. My, imagine would, my imagination would just go, and I rode that. But where it became a superpower was every Friday afternoon, I got to go to a dyslexia school in downtown Montreal, and I had to take a cab, the train, and another cab to get there. Oh the the uh, vice principal used to stay with me until the cab came at school. I would then go to the train station, and my mom gave me a $5 bill for each cabin. And I thought, this bus goes straight there. Why am I going to waste $5 when I can spend a quarter? <laughs> so I used to go, go to my dyslexia school for a couple of hours in the afternoon on Fridays. And then I would pocket the money. Some of it went to the bank, but some of it went to entertainment. So this was the first of it. And I, you know, after two years, I ended up saving a lot of money and bought a bond. So it all depends, no matter what happens to you, there's another way of looking at it and something else will present itself later. Because imagine my parents' shock face when my bond came to fruition at the age of 12. Oh my God. <laughs> it was a different time. I don't know if kids could even open bank accounts today, but it was, uh, it was pretty something. So I love that story. That is so great. You know, I'm yeah. severely dyslexic too. So, and and one of the cryptos superpowers of being dyslexic is you're creative and you have to, you think out of the box and they make the best entrepreneurs. The way I love to describe dyslexia for people who don't know is most people have a linear thought. They think of something, it goes through the brain, and there is an answer on the other side. It takes the dyslexic a lot longer, which I think is why in the old days we were considered stupid, because it would take us so long to get to that answer, because our brain would loop into all these different areas. By the time we get there, we brought all those ideas with us. And those ideas today is how I make my living and how I've been able to do all the things that I've done. Now, the eyes, that was something a little bit different. Just like that, in the middle of it, I have something called corneal erosion syndrome. And that was just one eye. The cornea decided to split. It's a lot of tiny little cells underneath that eye. Very painful. Don't recommend it. And I had to sit in a dark room for a week. And even then, the right eye followed because it was it was on course. And they, they both had that. Lost my reading ability for almost three months. 
light sensitivity is still difficult. I still have difficult with, um, still have difficulty with some reading in small script, but it's getting there and it's going to take a while, but it made me think about work in a different way. And you know, what's really crazy is if I have to find, how do I fit my work into four and a half hours of screen? Can I limit and shorten the workload for other people? And that's what set me on this journey of how do I limit the time mm -hmm. it takes to do even greater impact than before? So that's yeah. been my goal for the last six months. I just love what you're saying here. And for everybody who's listening, you know, if you read my blog from this week, that's kind of what, what, what I was talking about too, is, you know, we get tripped up and we can either go down south and, and go to hell, you know, or we can rise like a phoenix and, um, you know, sure, you're going to feel it. But here's a woman who has overcome a lot of adversity, including, um, a, a mild blood cancer too that you have. And the reason why I'm so excited to have Catherine here is because she's as sharp as she ever has been. She's figuring out and learning and has learned different ways to share all all the skills and that she has acquired all these ways, um, getting through all of these adversities. So let's talk about how you turn a challenge into a positivity and um what what would you have for the audience to what would be one of the the greatest things that you could recommend to people who are maybe struggling with something whether it's depression anxiety um loss well the first thing i'm going to say is it wasn't always hey there's a greater way of doing things right from the beginning Right. You said, you know, go deep into hell. Yep. Sitting in a room that was completely dark for a week, three weeks before I was about to relaunch my entire system. That was such a blow. And you know what? I'm not a feeling person typically, but for all you analytical thinkers out there, you've got to feel it. You've got to realize that a loss has happened. And if you deny it and say, oh, no, 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 no. Next week, I'll be fine. Yeah. It's it's not it's not going to work out that way and it's going to be an even deeper loss. So feel it. What else can you do? You can't do this. What can you do? As someone who works a very long day, I've been a workaholic for many many decades. You know what I could do? I can vacuum. I can Ooh. make dinner. I can't read the recipe. I had Alexa read me the recipe. 20 times before I got it right. But <laughs> yeah, you know what? I ended up cooking. I ended up cleaning because it was something I could do. Couldn't always tell if I actually got the dirt off the floor, but I'm going to pass that damn vacuum all over this house because I can do that. Mm. I can listen to all those audiobooks that, you know, I've had an account for years and every month, oh yeah, that's a good book to listen to. Don't have time. Don't have time. Right. Well, I listened to 30 audiobooks in the first couple of months because it was something I could do that was restful for the eyes. I made phone calls. A lot of people were reaching out at the beginning of COVID. They were just calling everybody in their book, but that was my busiest period. I never got to do that restful-ish time where they was calling. So that's what I started doing. I made sure that I had voice record, voice activation, 
um, all that on the phone. So that's what I did with my first couple of months. And it made it a lot easier. I actually flew to Winnipeg. For those of you who don't know, that's a tiny town. I shouldn't say a town, sorry. To all the Wigapeggers, Wigapeg <laughs> sorry. It's a city in the middle of Canada's beautiful prairie. Uh, I couldn't even read my airline ticket, but I went there and I took a course for two weeks because I can't do the things I normally do. So let me do something that is not typical. And it was wonderful to be with new people who didn't know me any other way. It was, it was really, really, it was really strong. So I got to know people in this, in this way. I challenged yeah. myself if I could do one thing today and another thing tomorrow, it was still a win, even though it was small. I, I, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you just sharing that. It's like, what do we add into our lives when the shit hits the fan and um, we, we just feel like we can't get ourselves up. And it's sometimes it's just those littlest, tiniest things are very, very big, amazing hurdles to get over. And I'd like to everybody to think right now, and if you're on live and you're feeling brave, you can even raise your hand or um, put in the chat um, any suggestions that you have that you do, because I don't know about you, especially coming into the holiday seasons right now as this interview is happening, um, a lot of people go into the deepest depressions and are struggling, just anticipating sitting around the Thanksgiving table. Um, what you could do or what you have done or what you can, any recommendations for people, because that's how we get through these challenging times. We don't just, um, you know, think it's magically going to, you know, cure itself. I mean, we're human beings and we are tribal and we need, we need the, I don't use the word need very often, but there is a great need for all of us to communicate and, and, and connect. And there's physical adversity and there's mental adversity. So, um, so um, how you, you, you just talked a, a lot about, you know, some really concrete examples. And I think I need to put on my uh, glasses right now because to see if we have, I know some people might be doing some chatting in, in here and I want to make sure I got it. But I want to uh, ask you, um, when you first found out about your this thing, especially with your eye, because it's so recent, and most of what you're doing is basically on the screen and, and helping people with their marketing, how how do you how do you do things differently what is it that you mm. do differently with your with your business because you obviously love what you do mm -hmm. i'll be honest it all came to a screeching halt when it happened i mm -hmm. there were even people i couldn't get back to because i couldn't be in front of the screen couldn't send an email um you know it was uh it was awful but i did ask around through text because I could text and I had a text reader and I was looking for a vision VA. So a virtual assistant who could come through my Zoom. You know how you can take over somebody's screen in Zoom and they would read my email for me. I would be looking at a dark corner of the room and they would go through and we would go 
past all the emails that were not an important, but the emails that were number one clients, number two colleagues, number three, those, those admin things you have to do, you know, like pay bills and stuff like that. Um, and that was incredibly helpful. And I had her three times a week for 30 minutes. It was a job she'd never done before, but it wasn't that difficult yeah. once you got past the, okay, we're going to share the screen on Zoom. <laughs> and yeah. then she just took over and it was just a minor thing, but it allowed me to go through about 5%. I'm not going to be, I'm not going to lie. I get about 200 emails a day. We got through 5%, but we got through the most important. Second, yeah. where I had some consistent regular clients, we moved to the telephone for some of it. Yeah. Or I would have Zoom open. Again, I'm staring at a blank spot uh, that's dark in the corner. And then we are going into a discussion um, all three of my of my one on one clients had decided to continue, but we understood they had to understand that we were going to go at a much slower pace until I was able to give them, you know, a little bit more time on the computer. So we went very slowly, mm -hmm. but we can we continued to go uh, groups that had to go on hold because I didn't know how I could do multiple hours and now that I'm 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 up to about four and a half maybe even five hours on a screen now I can start looking at new things so it did take a while um I, I'm glad to tell you putting an emergency fund together on the side was really important really glad I did that in the past because it came in handy during that time so that was another thing because there were some things I didn't want to end and I didn't know how long it was going to be. There's no, say, sorry. I was just gonna say, when you say emergency fund, can you talk a little bit more about emergency fund? Uh, putting a, a, a sum aside, even if, it, even if it's $50 aside monthly so that you can pay bills for a couple of months if there comes a time when you can't do it. Kind of like the bus fare, you know, you yeah, just like put it. <laughs> That's a very yeah. good thing. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, it, it's it's yeah, very important that that emergency fund is very important to have. <laughs> yeah. Um, the other thing that would be really, really smart is to call the people who and, and I should mention, I had a phone phobia for many years because why not send texts? Why not just meet on Zoom? Why not meet in person? Who needs the telephone? Lose your sight. You need your telephone. Yeah. So I got over that phone phobia pretty quick. But call the people who have access to other people so that they know that you are not disappearing. You just need some time to heal your eyes, work a little bit differently than, yeah. than go forward. And honestly, what did I do with my time? Pen and paper. Good old analog pen and paper. Yeah. What can I write today? What can, you know, what, what, when I do have uh, an hour and a half on the computer again, what are the most important things I do? When I do have a time to hire um, a, another staffer, what can I do with them first? Is it a great time to write your book? Of course it is. It's yeah. all, it's pen and paper. It's it's still a great way to communicate. I just hadn't done it in about 15 years. You know, I'm really glad you're opening this up right now because Kevin and I, my husband and I this morning, we were just talking about this is is it's so crazy how like just thinking 10 years ago 15 years ago um 
none, none of this was here. I mean, you, you, Facebook a little, you know, and you, you didn't do this and you didn't wreck your eyes and you didn't wreck your, your sense of well-being. All the, I, we're getting all these people coming in. Hopefully they're not spammers right now, Meredith. We are not spammers, no. We all have good intentions. Oh, okay. Well, who are you all? They all came I got this, We're here for I the positive. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm here. I, th- I thought this was the racist group I was supposed to join. Yeah, this is called a dose of positivity, and we're talking about superpowers to kryptonite. So, yeah, uh, that's what I'm, that's what that's I'm here what I'm for. Hey, hi, everybody. I'm Jack. What's up? Yeah, everybody needs to. Go. Okay, we need to look. And that's whoa. See, that's what we were just talking about. We're gonna we're gonna say goodbye to all you people who just came in. But yeah, you know how conta- how contaminated. Dude, I would our, love to have um, an orgy with every single one of you right here. How how the social media? This is like perfect timing that this came on, because this just shows you how corrosive social media has gotten and how corrosive. Um, you know, spending too much time on the screen. There's there's mental implications that happen. Um, we need to get rid of Jessica, whatever that is, who's doing whatever. Okay, Meredith, and 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 why? Yeah, pen pen to paper is a great idea. And why? Um, you know, I loved what you said about the phone get, getting on the phone and this is something so interesting that i've been doing a lot of lately is i have been actually calling people um on the telephone like business people like i don't care where they are how busy or or who they are i mean seriously i i'm just calling because i want to hear the voice or i will leave a voice message on you know a text voice message because um i know i'm getting that person i'm not getting this bullshit that's coming over the screen right now and i'm getting real authentic and i tell people right off the bat you know this is the new way to do business this is the this is it let's it's it's the old way bringing it forward where it's person to person human to human and if there's really somebody you want to that that is important enough to be with you can pick up the phone and you can and you can call someone or meet them for a cup of coffee because like even what I've told, you know, my marketing team is like we we're cutting way back on social media and I really want to continue doing these live calls, but not when people want to have an orgy at, in the middle of a conversation. <laughs> but so we all we all we really we have to pay attention to that. Like it's we're being ambushed right on social media and even on LinkedIn. I don't care where it is. So you really have to be very, very creative with how you're going to educate and or, or market to 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 your people and i love the idea of bringing small tribes of people together who are really loving and caring caring about each other and co-creating a better world so um catherine i just went off on a little bit of a tangent there because that was a little bit disturbing but interesting because we're talking about online marketing so with that in mind let's let's take this this time to share with people what you feel like turn over the hat okay we know we know you have these health issues we know you have overcome these adversities we know that you're a a marketing expert specifically an online marketing expert so what do you see is the wave of the future and, and what is it that you would advise anybody who is um getting into business or in business how should they shift their mindset around this marketing online mm-hmm. uh, you know what 
I think the first thing, if you're going to, if you're new to business and you've not done things before, I want you to breathe and heave a heavy sigh of relief because there's nothing to unlearn. <laughs> you are starting from scratch where most of us, we've got to step back from what we were doing and what maybe used to work, but doesn't anymore. Yeah. And for you, you're just doing something new. And the great news is short form content that is minutes. And I love you to think of marketing as minutes. People's short, uh, short, short attention spans are making TikToks and reels and shorts. That is LinkedIn shorts. Um, Instagram, Instagram reels are the timeline of the future. It doesn't mean that you don't make your long form content. Shows like this, these one hour forms, you can absolutely have them. But I want you to think about how many times we have said or asked a question or gave a point or maybe told a short story that this could be cut up into pieces and shared as a micro moment. Micro moments, micro minutes, that's what it takes to get people's attention. And some people, they can only think in bullet points and that's actually, we're in your phase right now. This is the best part. If you think in bullet points, can you get that bullet point out into a piece of marketing, very short, one item, one topic, one problem, one solution. Mm -hmm. And this is also a great way to do fast track credibility. So if you can get it down to these micro moments, that's what you can put out there. Whether they're blogs, whether they're videos, whether you could get it all into a graphic or even infographics. I don't see them as often today, but infographics told a big story in a small amount of space. Yeah. And then well, let all of that lead to these bigger moments where you have time for people to see everything you have to offer, either yeah. in a webinar, master classes, uh, and, and wonderful in, in podcasts and shows. But the micro moments, and, and for anybody who goes onto YouTube, you've seen, I was going to say Johnny Carson, because I've seen, I just saw a Johnny Carson clip last night of uh, a comedian's first um, entertainment call. But if you think of, um, oh goodness, Jimmy Fallon, how many micro videos of there of Jimmy Fallon taken from the show, and then people go watch the long show. They yeah. both exist, but they're there. Who wants the long? Who wants the short? It's entertaining both. You can do the same thing with gaining interest in your business. And, and if it's not necessarily your business, it's that message or that inspiration that you spread. Start thinking small because small gets attention. No, I, I love this. And actually, we were doing snippets for a while. And TJ, I think we're going to bring some snippets back. Um, uh, and, and even in some of our past episodes so that we can do the replays to get people back onto some of our other incredible episodes as well and 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 create more more interest because I know it is a big hour in everybody's day and if it's not something they're interested in at least they'll have the opportunity to just get a little little capsule of it and and a little like a teaspoon of sugar helps the medicine go down you know you know just like a little dose and 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 a micro dose we want a micro dose each episode that's what we're going to do here and we know that micro dosing for some people works incredibly well so um before we want to max 
out on something that isn't of interest to us. So I, I like that about the little snippets and which which media platform do you feel um, like we've seen so many come and go and we've seen TikTok go crazy. Um, you know, personally, I don't want to spend time on any of them. But if I am going to, and like Alan, one of our, our people on live is he's talking in about Facebook started the downhill slope, right, of, of evil internet, he calls it the EI. Um, and so, but there are so also so many great things about it. I mean, you find your ex lovers, you find your, you know, the mother you always wanted, um, whatever it is, you know, you can find, you can find just about anything uh, on Facebook. So where, where do you, where do you spend most of your time with your clients and, and why is that? That's such a good question, but it's, it's also, it's a, it's a big answer, but I'm going to give you a micro answer for this one. It cool. all depends on where your clients are. So personally, my clients tend to be on LinkedIn. Many of them are on Twitter and they're on YouTube. Others, most of them are on Instagram and Facebook or Instagram and TikTok. So if that's where your audience is, that's where you need to think about delivering your message in that channel in the way that they want to receive it. Yeah. So really short and a very complex system. But it, how can they, what would it take from you to get their attention? And the only way you're going to know that is if you ask them. So yes, you ask your past true. clients, you ask people who you know, who might be a good fit. You ask for people to give you the name of somebody that you can interview. I, I really believe in the interview, the short, short interview where you're not pitching them at the end, but you're just, you're here to get an education. You're here to figure out your next five years because don't go beyond that too much because online anyway, online is going to look so different five years from now. So what are you going to get for the next couple of years? Even what are you going to get for 2023? And if you ask them what they want, they usually will tell you, believe them, give yeah. that to them. And then mm -hmm. there's the message. Well, you know, they don't know what they need. They only know what they want. Like, yes, but you meet them where they want and then you show them what they need. Yeah, no, that's a very, very important um, thing to know. Um, I, I just I just think that a lot of marketers online are, are really frustrated right now and meeting people for what they need. And, and really, I, I don't think a lot of people really know what they want. Mm -hmm. But just like those people who came in and bombarded us. The trolls. Our our favorite, our, our most popular reel, and Meredith, you could put it in the chat and you guys can watch it. But it's this one minute reel, and it's about beans, beans, good for your heart. The more you eat, the more you fart. So I have to sometimes wonder, and that's why I think I like LinkedIn and YouTube are becoming my more preferred um, places. And I'm sure those people could probably just came off of Twitter because that's where we've had problems before. But um, you you say what? are effective ways of marketing and how and why does marketing work? What are the three most common reasons that they work? And that I would like you to go into that because right now I think there's a lot of people like me who is trying to, you know, who's backing out off of more of social media mm -hmm. and trying to find a more uh, compassionate, like pick up the phone and call people way, mm -hmm. way to market. So what are those three most common things that you refer to? 
And I'm in the same boat because I had to stop my campaign when right. all of this happened. The VA, my virtual assistant was able to pull quite a bit of it and then retarget. So we're all in the same boat at some point. And if you're not thinking of looking at what you're doing right now, use this as the example. And we just talked about it. Have you interviewed people for what they want, at least for 2023? You can look at it as the last quarter of 2022 or the first couple of quarters. So that's 13 weeks is each quarter. There's four every year. What do people want? What are they willing to spend money on? What is it that they actually need? Because they might say things like, oh, you know what? I need sales. But what I really need is this type of client because it's not as difficult to work with these types versus those types. Mm -hmm. And that means if I get five of these types of clients, it's going to take half my time. So that's a really good thing to know so that when you target your material, you're targeted on people who are attracting the wrong type of client. Mm -hmm. And you're not going to know that unless you're asking. And by the way, put it in your book, put it in your calendar. You should be asking every six months because you want to make sure you're still on track because they may have thought they wanted that and then later discovered they don't. You need to know that. And that brings me to the next thing. Two things happen when we keep the same uh, amount. Now I could talk about evergreen, which is content, good today, good tomorrow, good next year. Like, hey, happy birthday. It's it's the same this year as it was last year, but yeah, people get tired of evergreen. And after COVID, especially, they want something interactive. They want yeah. something more engaging. So all those Here's a fact about 1972 that is in your industry. They've seen it before. Now, you can say people love quotes and they do. They love quotes from people they've quotes they've heard from people that they know, but that's a celebrity factor. What can you give them that they want? Remember those those interviews that you can give them right now. Your target audience might be moving on and you may not be moving with them. And that could be okay because maybe you're actually better with this other target audience, but you won't know until you start putting that out and seeing, you know, what resonated. And again, interviews with those people. Now, another reason why it may not be working is you have to think about, you have your core message. And as long as you know that it's, you've been asking them, you're saying to them, what they've been saying to you, and you've got your core message. Well, what about the window dressing for that message? So think about this. If you're dealing with someone like me uh, or masculine energy or somebody who's analytical thinking, big, big, big stories may not be the way to attract us. We want to know information now. So I practice before I do an interview. And by the way, it's been six months since I've done one. Um, I have to go, okay, we're going into more, more story mode because your audience, they, they want that connection or some analyticals, they just want to come in. They want to get the answer and go. So I would change for that particular group, but who, how are you dressing it up? Are you using examples that they recognize and see themselves in? Are you using video with models where they see themselves in? Are you using those, those beautiful backgrounds that resonate with them and colors are just as important today as they've ever have been? Um, 
there are um, I can't give you the name of the of the group right now, but um, Benjamin Moore, as we're going into another season, Benjamin Moore and another big paint company have produced what they consider the the colors, the it colors for 2023. Well, there are web colors for 2023 as well. And yeah. I wish I could remember who puts them out, but there's a, a couple of groups that put out what they predict are going to be the colors. So yes. does that mean that you change your core colors? Do you change your marketing colors? Not necessarily, but maybe those action colors and their action colors. If you ever look at a web page and see what color is the button, you're going to recognize that most buttons have action colors, orange, red, yellow. They really stand out and they're not being used in the rest of the page. And maybe it's time that you need to start adding those to what you're doing because it is very effective for mm -hmm. others. That's and then you're leading people somewhere. A button, Meredith. Yeah, <laughs> buttons. <laughs> Visibility to credibility, credibility to offers, offers to profitability. Because if you have, if you're just putting out offers, then the first time they see you, it's not good. You need to build that credibility first. Someone's always seeing you for the first time. So you need a mix of all of it. And it's yeah. Well, you know, this is so good because whenever I do anything um each year, you know, I well, whenever I'm doing any kind of marketing, I always Google the trends of of the color trends, font trends, um, button trends, like what what are the most most often buttons. And here here's the thing that I where I want to turn this conversation go because we only really have 10 minutes because I'm gonna have to end early and go to the art gallery. Yeah. I sold another print today. Um actually uh, Meredith put the eco-spired site in there. Um and before I forget. And this this is really important as far as marketing goes. I'm marketing to you right now. I'm educating you right now. We have put together a beautiful new site called Eco Ecospired by Nature. And there I sell my uh, my books and I sell nature prints and food prints and they're they're absolutely gorgeous. And all the profits usually go to protect nature, but right now they're going to our GoFundMe for Tell, who's not on the call today, who's very ill, who's my VA, uh, my virtual assistant. Um, who does more than just read emails. She's she's a, a quite an a amazing person. And I absolutely adore her and love her. And we even and, and Beverly, you've donated and I'm so grateful. And so is tell and I um, we're sending you a you have tell switch for ebook you want. But with every donation, um, I'm giving an offer like if you do a $500 donation, you get two nights at our vacation rental in Hawaii, which is what it costs anyway so you're really it's really not costing anything it's just me really wanting to to do that so this is a form of education a form of marketing an opportunity even when i come on a dose of positivity i'm not only just talking about what i'm offering but what Catherine's offering or other people on the call with cat with her tedx or whoever is doing something it's a way to really in these small groups like this and last week we had 21 people on the call and it's an opportunity for people to you know put their hands up say something, introduce themselves. Um, it's a beautiful way to co-create and, and collaborate. And, and the other thing I want to get back to is kind of what I was um, in, in the paragraph I was reading is like, when it, it, when, which I read at the beginning, is just like, what are we marketing or what are we educating people about? Because once you have that, once you have the, the passion and once you have the reason to market, to educate, it becomes more than just 
a sales page, a sales slick, a color or whatever, all those things are super important. But if you don't have that purposeful why, if you don't have that, like we always say, social and environmental, you know, twist or sincerity, um, if you're not putting out a product or a service that is going to help make the world a better place, then basically I say shame on you. And we don't need anybody marketing that. And those are a lot of the stuff that you and I and everybody gets in your inbox is getting um, on Twitter and all of these places. And you know what I've been doing lately is I'm on a digital detox and I am unsubscribe, 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 defriend, defriend, defriend. And you know what? It's a huge, I don't want to say waste of time because it's giving me more time by eliminating this toxicity that is trying to enter into our good intentions. And I encourage all of you who are listening to this to use social media for the good, for the positive, for the righteousness that the, our children deserve. Because otherwise you are just taking up space. And I say that about a lot of things. We don't need people taking up space with almost 8 billion people on the rise on, on this planet. And when you think about how many likes or whatever, all this stuff, I mean, people commit suicide because they don't get enough likes. People commit suicide because they don't get enough likes. It's their statistics out there. I'm not just throwing this out there. So we wanna use, when you, when you have the opportunity to talk to someone like Catherine Stevens, who really works with people who are marketing beautiful companies and beautiful products and services, and you can figure out a way to get through all that hullabaloo, yeah. And I know that, you know, everybody who's still on and still listening to this, hopefully you're hearing what I have to say, um, you know, don't take offense, but um, we, we want to we, we be educating people about things that are going to make the world a better place. So Catherine, with that said, we really only have about five, I only have about five minutes because I do have to go and I'm sorry to have to cut this short, That's but I, I, I have I, three little tips that are going to be helpful. One is exactly what you said. Whether you're going on a digital detox, which is not a bad thing, it mm -hmm. just means that you're taking a break. And when you come back, you're going to be more refreshed. And that's fine. If you're not there, um, and by the way, when you take a digital detox, let people know where you are. Where can they get a hold of you? So even if you're shutting down, let's say you've shutting down uh, another account, say where you are active. And if you're active in this account, but you're taking a break, let people know you're taking a break, but you'll be back. You're here to serve and, and come give it, give a date. You're going to be back. And that way they'll know that you're not leaving. You haven't fizzled. You're just taking that break. The other, um, oh, sorry. And then if you're doing it daily, have an off switch to your notifications. Do not receive them all day long. You do not need to be answering emails or notifications all day long. Have, whether it's one, two, three times a day, put it down and get your work done. Yeah. Number two, you want to make things easier for yourself. Work in tips. Now, you're not serving your community in tips. All you're doing is trying to intrigue in tips. So what are your best tips? Try to put a list of 52 tips together and mm -hmm. 
keep that pen and paper analog, you know, whether you want to do it on your phone, on your computer, on your paper, doesn't matter. Um, you can scratch it into your wall if you want to. But think of 52. Every tip can lead into an entire um into an entire spiral of more information. But if you can get things down to tips, then you can get things down to micro moments and macro messaging. Yeah, I love Just that. Just a tip. And, and then, oh, sorry. No, so go ahead. The third thing is give yourself time to just be creative. So if you are like me, where you're currently having a 14 hour a day, 16 hour a day on screens, let me tell you, I have a disease in my eyes that typically hit a 75 year old person. And what they told me at the time, it's like, wow, we're seeing this in a lot more frequently in mm -hmm. more younger and younger people. So I'm thinking, what's different? Because they can't tell me why I have it. There are many reasons why. But if it's happening more, it might just be the number of screen hours that we all have. That's what's different in the last few yes. years. So if your eyes are sore or itchy or there's just something weird, please turn off the screen. It doesn't matter if it's a television, your phone, or the computer, give your eyes a rest. <laughs> uh, you couldn't, that couldn't come from a better person who, who's wearing these glasses to protect your eyes. And you know, is it so interesting too, because earlier I just said, God, you know, I used to be able to do these shows without my glasses on and, and everything is so blurry. I, I have to have my glasses on all the time now. And I know you hit the tail on, tail on the nose, bingo, bingo. And I love, love what you said about the tips we do in our daily dose we do um, a daily dose, just a quote and a beautiful photo every day. That's it. And then on Mondays we do, uh, a, a, we have a tip of uh, tips, right? We do, an, and it's on a certain, whether it's on adversity or whether it's on gratitude, just tips that we we offer one day a week on motivational Mondays. So, which is super great. Um, I, I really, really um, appreciate those those three tips. So number number one tip, can you just do just say the one, two, and three really quick? What like one, two, three? Just oh, one was uh, your fifty-two tips. Fifty-two tips. Uh, if, if, because you want to get into the mindset of micro minutes. Two was uh, you don't need to have your notifications. Actually, I think I switched them. You don't need your notifications and you don't need uh, to be in email 24 seven. Have, whether it's one time a day, three times a day, whatever it is, go in, do what you need, get out. Because yeah. it's when you stay, that's when you're losing time and, and you're not spending time where you need to. You're spending time on what you think you need to. Not all emails need to be read. That's what I discovered. Only That's 3%, right. 200 emails a day, only 3% needed to be read at any time. Unsubscribe. Um, unsubscribe. A lot of them were unsubscribed. For some of them, I actually, by the way, you can put them into another folder, create a folder. And if it comes in, like, so my screenwriting, I only read screenwriting once a month, typically. So they just go into a folder. And when I have time, they're not in my bulk email, they're in a folder. And I just go and read the ones I want to. Yeah. 
really, really important thing to do with your email. And then number yeah. three, if your eyes are feeling sore, if they're feeling hot, if they're feeling itchy, if they're feeling tired, there's a reason they're feeling that way. And yes, aging is part of it, but all that light, all that screen. I've done half of this interview with my eyes closed because I have the big lights on today and it's actually proving much. So yeah, you know what? You need to take a break, take a break. <laughs> Take a break. I Turn think off. so great. And there are the tips in the um, in the chat for anybody who wants to grab those tips. And also one other tip that I always tell my girls when we're working is like every hour, get your ass up and move around. And that doesn't mean bring in your phone or whatever. It means get your ass up and move around. And and because you got to get the circulation going in your body because your eyes are connected to the rest of your body and you want to get that blood pumping. You want to make sure you're blinking constantly. Um, we forget to blink. You know, that's another really important thing. And that dries out our eyes. And there's your there's your thing. May and I, I just, say one thing with this thing, because oh, it was really yes, important. Very um, important. There oh, nice are cat. eyedroppers that have um, that are with and without preservatives. Preservatives actually leave um, sediments in your eyes. Non-preservative, you have to get behind the counter. I did not know that. I wish I had. Yeah. Okay. Well, that is super, super awesome, cool um, to know. And, and actually, I was having, don't get drops with preservatives in it, people. That's for sure. But if it's, if it's not yeah. from behind the counter, it's it's got preserves and those preserves add up over time so if you find you're using them more you're actually leaving more sediment in your eye wow so you need yeah. to get a prescription drop or uh is that you what can you ask saying? for them over the counter okay cool well this was so great and i know you're doing an upcoming workshop on more marketing so people who want to get more marketing we're going to put all of your um you know, what is the date of that event you're having? Actually, if you don't mind, I have it right here because I know you don't have this one. We just uh, created it. May I drop it into the chat? Oh, oh gosh, please do. And so, then we'll make sure it goes on the live stream and everywhere too. Good. I'm, I'm not starting LinkedIn client engine until next year, but this is a, is a, a feel good two hour workshop I do. It's a completely complimentary and it's about bringing a big goal and then making it bigger and bolder. And then what steps do you have to take? So this is the let's take on 2023. It happens to be on Wednesday, December. You'd think I'd know the date Wednesday, December 14. Um, yeah, this is, this is a lot of fun. So cool. you come and you meet people and you work on the big goal for 2023. <laughs> And you said it was free? Yes. Yeah, it's uh, it's the Christmas present of uh, 2022. <laughs> and oh. so people have done some really cool things. Now, I, I prefer that people come and work on their marketing, but I had somebody come what she wanted solutions to talk to her son and have him talk back. And she yeah. left because a lot of people came were parents. And gave her some great solutions because they we work in little groups. So uh yeah, you can come with anything. It's fine. Cool. 
Yeah, because you know what? You, you're you up on all the trends and all the things. And I want to thank you so much for, for sharing that. And I hope some of you listening out there, and if you're listening to the replay and you, you happen to miss the December 14th because you're listening to it next year, which is not so far away. This year is going like crazy. Um, yeah, I, I, I urge you to get a hold of Catherine. Um, we'll have all our information in in um, all uh, on our Spotify replay and also on our YouTube replay. Please urge all of you to subscribe to our channels and to like and to um, uh, just just give us some love out there. Keep us keep us going here because that that's part of this uh, the marketing. I, and I always forget to tell this people at the end. And I know Catherine's helped me so much with my company. And if you like what you see with my marketing or what I'm doing, a lot of it's come from her brain and her willingness to share her brilliance and her expertise. Um, and I just want to guide all of you who are either starting a business or who are wanting to grow your business, whether it's an NGO or for-profit business, this woman is full of ways to help you grow and expand not only your business, but your, your soul, um, your whole approach to doing business. So I want to thank you so much, Catherine, and you and I will be together soon. And I want to thank everybody who came on to the live show and to all of you who are listening to the replay. We will see you next week. Um, we have just real quick, um, I have an incredible guest uh, coming on who is a, a woman who deals specifically with food addiction and she does a lot of stuff online so it's really interesting a lot of her business and chats and everything but her name is joan infland and um maybe you could put that in the chat too meredith she is written books she is teaching uh, i'd want to say hundreds of thousands of people to get over processed food addiction and um or any kind of addiction anybody if you know anybody who is suffering with addiction or food addiction like i have in the past um this will blow your mind and she has a beautiful some free online stuff that people can do and she also has a membership for people kind of like aaa you know it's alcohol anonymous this this is going to be an incredible uh show so i want to again thank you so much and it's uh, of the hour almost, and I'm gonna head down to the art gallery and sell some art. I love you all so much. We'll see you here next week. Big, big love and aloha.